It's Wednesday, two days after the WWDC keynote, and yes, we're still talking about Apple. Today, we're gonna to drill down on some of the new privacy upgrades coming to the Safari browser, and really the state of browsers in general when it comes to protecting your privacy. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is CNET editor, Ray Hodge, who alongside Laura Hatala had a nice breakdown of some of the privacy protections coming to Safari and a breakdown of the features that you could find in some of these other browsers. Thanks for joining me, Ray. And thanks for having me, Roger. So let's get down to it. What did Apple add to the Safari browser? What will it be adding with the new version of macOS? So what we're looking at with the new Safari is another level of anti-ad tracking and web tracking technology and protections. There's a, a new feature that they've been building out over the last couple of years and we're seeing that kind of come to fruition. It's a way for your browser to run some interference and prevent ad companies from really chasing you across the web as you travel. Yeah, and uh, just to back things up a little bit for our listeners, can you talk a little bit about what these trackers actually do? Yeah, absolutely. So web trackers have become a really pervasive part and uh, of, of the web experience, and they are crucial to the way a lot of the ad industry works right now. Essentially, it's a small piece of technology that will track your browser from site to site as you visit whatever. And it's looking at your behavior. It's gathering your uh, all of your activities. And it's getting a what Laura calls a startlingly complete record of your behavior. This is incredibly valuable information for a lot of ad companies, but it has become the bone of contention for so many different browsers and privacy-minded uh, tech companies. Yeah, uh, definitely. As you noted, I mean... Safari isn't the only one to offer more transparency when it comes to these trackers. What are some of the other browsers offering this capability? So we've seen this technology before in different ways. Um, Firefox has a good reputation for being a customizable, more private uh, sort of browser. Likewise, you've got settings that are available in some of the other browsers right now. Microsoft Edge has a feature which allows you to choose your different settings for what kind of tracking you want to get rid of. These are not always default options in these browsers, however, and Safari seeks that sort of um, by out-of-the-box protection. It really is catching up to um, what Brave, what the Brave browser has, has sort of started really offering as a premium in privacy. Brave browser has been blowing people out of the water with its out-of-the-box privacy protections as well. Right, but unfortunately, Brave is not well-known. It's not exactly a mainstream browser. Obviously, the most popular one is Google Chrome, which I noticed, I couldn't help but notice you didn't mention. So what what about Chrome? So you're absolutely right. And as far as we're able to tell, that is the world's most popular browser. Unfortunately, it is also considered generally one of the least private when it, term, when it comes of out of the box, just using it on a fresh install. So what we normally recommend doing in order to get around that is to really look at the privacy-focused extensions that are there and available for Chrome. You can make Chrome a more private browser, but you're going to have to add some things to it. You're going to have to add a few cookie blockers, some ad tracking blockers, independently developed as they might be. No, that's great. And that seems like a lot. It's, it's a complicated process. Uh, thankfully, there are uh, resources and guides at CNET to, to give you all the tips on how to do this. 
Uh, I'm curious because as you broke down the level of protections that are available in the different browsers, I couldn't help but notice that they vary pretty widely. Uh, I'm curious if you think that they'll ever come to a po- we'll ever get to a point where some of this actually gets standardized. That privacy is is more of a standard that everyone has to to maintain. Well, you know, Apple's been holding that line for quite a while now. You know, they they were one of the first to block the use of Flash over privacy concerns. They are constantly upping the game uh, in terms of what they expect from their uh, app developers that they work with and that their tech works with. So they are pushing that standard along. But I think it's also in response largely to these other Vanguard browsers like Brave, who, although maybe less known, are pushing harder and harder towards privacy. And also the conversation around this has really expanded, right? Since the Cambridge Analytica scandal and uh, Facebook's involvement in that, there's been a growing public awareness about that. And I think as users' experience of the web becomes a more conscious sort of experience and we're becoming more aware of what is following us around and what data we're leaking as we go, that is really going to push more and more of these browsers to focus on privacy and balance that against a functional, beautifully presented web. Yeah, uh, you make a, a wonderful point because just you know, a few years ago, if you'd asked people about privacy, I think folks would probably give the token comment about how it's important to them. But ultimately, you know, it's about uh, whether or not it's convenient, whether or not it works well. I think privacy was much lower on the the sort of ladder of priorities. That's changed. I think a lot more folks are under are starting to understand how their data is being used, how their data is being exploited uh, for profits by some of these companies. Facebook, you mentioned, obviously Google is another big player here. Apple has sort of, like you said, drawn a line uh, and is sort of on the other side saying, like, we 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 want to respect your privacy. We don't make money off of your data, uh, and has used that as a selling point. Uh, I'm curious if you think that Google will ever, I mean, Google obviously faces a lot of scrutiny now, uh, both from consumers, from regulators. Do you think they'll ever add some of these protections by default to its Chrome browser? Well, I think we have to, we have to look at where their interests lie, right? What is the revenue model? What makes you money is where your development is going to continue, right? And if your revenue streams are largely based on gathering data and effectively using that to create very personalized results, um, I think that that will sort of become a conflict of interest in terms of how much privacy they will encourage from out of the box. None of us are really going to be able to read the tea leaves on this, given Google's enormous impact on, on how web functionality works. But I do think that they are going to have to start catching up to Apple in terms of what they bring to the table privacy wise. But again, it's all about, it's all about the money. It's all about the interests and where those interests lie. If you're making money by doing things which are less privacy friendly, maybe you don't have an incentive to really be strong on security and privacy. Right. Now, uh, I'm curious the, these features that we laid out, when, when do they actually show up? So we're expecting them uh, when the new Mac OS Big Sur comes out later on this year. We're expecting to see those Safari features at that time. Gotcha. And, and I know it's still early for Safari, so we can't exactly offer a full assessment of its privacy capabilities. But generally speaking, do you have a preferred browser that you like to use when it comes to protecting your privacy? Absolutely. I have become a brave convert uh, in a big way. You know, I went from being a Firefox lover because I love being able to customize that experience 
to going to Chrome because of the speeds that it offered. And then when I found Brave and I found that you could do both, that you could be incredibly secure, incredibly private, and still blazing fast, that's when it really won me over. So I'm, I'm still absolutely with Brave on this one. But I can't wait to see what Safari is going to be bringing to the game in terms of its privacy protections and speed. And lastly, any other tips for folks trying to protect their privacy online beyond choosing the right browser? Yeah, you know, there's an increasing demand for virtual private networks on a small level. We've done a pretty good job really upping our coverage of that because we're seeing such a big growth in privacy-focused technologies on the consumer end. So if you're really concerned about making sure that your connections are encrypted and that you have a lot more privacy with, within which you can operate on the web, I'd recommend taking a look at VPNs. You know, it sounds they, they've traditionally suffered from a sort of misunderstanding because it sounds like it's big technology, but it's really simple. Most of them these days are a two click install and it gives you a sense of, of an, not anonymity, but privacy. Uh, being able to freely explore things without necessarily worrying what's tracking you where. Right. No, that's, that's an excellent point. Something folks should consider if they're concerned about their information getting out on the web. All right. If you have any questions for me or Ray, drop us a line at The Daily Charge on Twitter. You can check out Ray and Laura's story on CNET.com, as well as all of our resources when it comes to picking the right browser and VPNs. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.